Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Good to be with you again. I hope you enjoyed last week's. It was a replay, a classic, as they call it, we call it around here. Didn't, didn't get it done, and then we were out of town for um, about four days, visiting Sandy's sister and her brother-in-law down in, down in Bentonville. And uh, I just want to give you some good news tonight before we get started with the lesson. Is, you know, we hear so much things about around the world, what's going on, and, and usually it's not very good, especially in our nation right now. But we happened to go to church with uh, them on Sunday, and it was a fairly traditional church, but they had a, a, a missionary who was also works for uh, uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators. And he was telling some stories that just really impressed me that uh, we need to know what God is doing around the world. Uh, he was talking about they have people all around the world that are planted, missionaries are planted around the world. So we, he, the, the information he was getting was up to date and was factual. And uh, he was talking about Iran being the fastest growing Christian nation in the world. Now that's hard to believe, isn't it? But, but it's true that the gospel is going forth in Iran and then also in Afghanistan, uh, he, there's people on the ground there that chose not to leave, Christians that chose not to leave and stayed right there. And they could, uh, it, you know, he talked about the Taliban uh, would stop you on the road or stop you and, and check your phone. And if you have a Bible app, they will take your life. That's, but these people said, no, we must stay and get the gospel out. And there's, it's, uh, believe what, you don't always believe what you hear on the news, but God is doing a mighty work in Afghanistan. But one of the stories he told me, uh, told us, <clears throat> excuse me, was about India. And he said in India, uh, it's kind of unknown to us. We don't hear a lot about India. We hear a lot about other nations, but, but India is uh, not, not too tolerable of the gospel in, in certain areas, especially with the, uh, 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 there's some radical Hindus in India that, uh, that were very uh, uh, forceful against Christians. And so he was telling the story about one of the people he knows in India that had gotten converted years ago, had been a Hindu, and had gotten converted and had been getting to spread the gospel. And he was fairly well known around, uh, around his area about, uh, uh, about testifying to what Jesus had done to him, uh, for him. And so he got a call one night, and he, he didn't recognize it, so he didn't answer it. He got a call the next night, and he did answer it. And it was a guy that he knew to be a radical leader of many of the Hindus. And he says, this guy says, we want you to come and talk to us about Jesus. There's five of us, and we want you to come and talk to us about Jesus. And he said, well, he said, I put off going. I wouldn't go. I was concerned at what, uh, knowing what their background was. So he said, this guy called again, he said, he said, we want you to come and tell us uh, about Jesus. He said, the, there are five of us that are leaders of this group. And he says, we've had visions of Jesus. So he said he felt that the Holy Spirit prompted him to go. And he went to this, this was back in 2017, I believe it was. And he said, he went and uh, met with these five men they, at different locations at the same time, like they were at home or in their bed or whatever. They had had visions of Jesus and they, they all had accepted him for being Christ, but he, they wanted to hear about what the gospel said. 
so he said, he, he talked to him. He said the next night they wanted him to come and talk to 2,500 radical Hindus that they had been leaders of. And so he said, well, I'll do it. And he was a little, little nervous about doing it, but he went and talked to 20. This man is telling the story now, this, this uh, a man from Bible or Wycliffe is telling the story and his tears are in his eyes and he's choked up because he knows this to be true because he knows these people. Anyway, he, uh, so this young man, or this man went and spoke for four hours and read the gospels and read James. I think he read James and, and the four gospels and then gave an altar call and every one of those 2,500 stood up and accepted Christ. So listen, the gospel is still going forth. <laughs> Regardless of what we hear, the adversity is going on, the, the, the uh, persecution it will not be stopped. And I do this as an encouragement tonight because God is still on the throne and he wants us to be faithful. Right here in St. Joe or Champaign County or wherever you're hearing this from, you be faithful to put the gospel out. We might not be persecuted for uh, uh, having a Bible app or be uh, martyred for having a Bible app, but you, you know, a lot of things we get is rejection. Well, they didn't like what I said or they didn't accept what I said or they, you know, that's small in comparison to what some people are going through in this world. But be encouraged. God's still on the throne. He'll use you just like he'll use that man over in, in, uh, in, in India. So, but we have to be faithful. How many of you know he's called us to be faithful to the end? I was reading here in, in Matthew 24. You know this scripture, what, what Jesus said, uh, take heed to yourself that no one deceive you, talking about the end of the age. And it goes on to talk about what would be happening in the world today. You know, he, how many of you know Jesus knew what was going to come to pass? He, he's not caught uh, by surprise. God's not caught by surprise. We shouldn't be caught by surprise. We need to know what the Word of God says. But down at the end, it talks about how lawlessness will abound and the love of many will grow cold. But he says it says this, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And listen, endure, stand up. Don't don't bow down to what the the, the what the world wants you to do. That world word endure says to hold one's ground in conflict, bear up against adversity. That's being faithful to the things that God has called us to do. And how many of you know we need to be faithful to every every area that God's called us to? You know, it's every one of us has been called to do something, being called out of darkness into the light of his dear son to with a plan and a purpose for our life. Now, listen, you don't have to stand behind a pulpit to have a pulpit. Wherever you go, you have a pulpit. Wherever you, wherever you are at, in your home, on your job, wherever, you are a witness. That's what he's called us to be. It goes over in Acts chapter one. He says, you shall be endued with power from on high and you shall be a witness to me. And it said, uh, Jude, uh, and, and uh, oh, uh, the countries over there, Samaria and Judea and all the ends of the earth. Well, we're in the ends of the earth, wherever we're at, amen? But we're to be faithful. And you know, in order to be faithful, you have to have an established heart. We're getting back on this today and finish up because we've still got a lot more to talk about. And the established heart, the heart that's is settled on what God has said. You know, we were talking in small group earlier today 
about, uh, about believing God and, and unbelief. You know, some people can believe God for their salvation, but can't necessarily believe God for their healing or, or don't believe God that, uh, for deliverance or for money or whatever. But all those things are already been sat, uh, uh, settled in Jesus. The, God, the promises are yes and amen to those in Christ Jesus, all those things. But we have to work it out. We have to know that it's true. That's why renewing of our mind is so very important. The renewing of our mind is, 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 uh, is utmost in what, how to believe God. Because if we don't, we've been programmed since the time we're born in this people world, uh, the way the world system is. And we have to renew that mind. So in order to be faithful, we have to know what God says. Now, one man said, you know, he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Sometimes we just need to know more than what we know <laughs> and, and see yourself. But over in, in uh, Psalm 112 was our, our text scripture that we're using. 112 verse 1, praise the Lord. Blessed is the person or the man that fears the Lord. How many of you want to fear the Lord today? Not fear that he's going to reach out and, 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 and hit you in the head and tell you that it will shape up. No, fear is an awesome respect for who he is and, and awe about him. You know, we can do that sometimes. We, we can uh, have an awesome respect for people in the natural or people in, that we know. Maybe it was a, uh, uh, a co-worker, a father, a mother, or, or somebody that we have a, 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 a revere them. But listen. How much more than our heavenly Father that we revere them, Him, and it says uh, in the Amplified, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. How many of you know you're favored by God? How many of you get up in the morning and say, when you when you're saying your prayers, say, Lord, I thank you for the favor of God upon my life, for the favor to prosper and pray, favor to overcome and favor to, to wherever I go. We had a situation the other day, we were just praying about it, and, and we thought it was going, uh, going to be a lot more money. It was going to be like $800, well, this, to have a repair done. Well, the guy came, and they already said something, it's going to be $800 just for this one part. Well, it ended up being $260. And Sandy looked at the guy, and he said, she, she said, you sure? He says, yeah. He said, I, I just told you the worst case scenario. Well, he didn't tell us it would be less than that, but favor. How many of you know you can have favor wherever you go? I like it when Jerry Seville talks about favor on, and everywhere he goes, he seems to have favor. And so we need to know that when we fear God, we can have, we can be prosperous and be favored by God wherever we go. Is the person who fears the Lord with awe-inspired reverence and worship him, him with obedience? Listen, it's one thing to worship him, but it's another thing to be obedient to him. I think you lose something when you say, well, I worship God, but you don't, aren't obedient to him. Do you really fear God? Do you have respect for him? Part of that respect is his word is true. Amen? Amen. He is a faithful God to do what his word says. We need to be likewise be faithful. And it goes on to say, who delights greatly in his commandments, delights in God's word. In other words, we delight in those things. If we want to be faithful, and that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today, is the faithful heart. How do you have a faithful heart? Well, I'm going to finish up on some of those things in him, uh, realities that we talked about. But listen, it goes on to say in verse 6, he will never be shaken. I'm telling you, the world is messed up today. It really is. There's, there's, uh, there's uh, uh, things going on all around uh, that will kind of jerk you out of where you're supposed to be. 
try to steal your faith. How many of you know that's what the enemy wants to do? He wants to steal your faith. In other words, he, he wants you to start talking like he talks. I, I like the part about being faithful. How many of you know God is faithful to do what he said he would do? Are you faithful to follow up with what you're supposed to do? Listen, we're supposed to renew our mind, speak the word over the things, and stand fast in the midst of all our trouble. goes on to say, will not be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. The Amplified says, will not be afraid of bad news. How many of you, it seems like every day there's bad news all around you. Sometimes it comes to your house. It comes to your house. But how many of you know we're not to be afraid of that at all? His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, if it's ever a time to trust in the Lord, it's today. His heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. We're not to be moved by what's going on in the world today. We're being moved by what God says by his word. And listen, when Jesus said, he that endures to the end will be saved, we're, we don't know. Listen, I don't know if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, what are your trib? We're, one thing is sure, we're, we're not gonna get off this people planet alive. We're gonna either die, he's gonna come first or we're gonna die and go to heaven. That's all, but we need to endure now. We don't want to give up. I just heard Keith Moore talking on one of his latest podcasts talking about being faithful. And he was talking about sometimes we need to be faithful right in the midst of things we don't understand. That means trusting God, right? Where When things don't seem to be going like you think they ought to go. Amen? Don't give up. Don't quit. Be faithful. Keep going. And then, of course, we know what the Word of God talks about our heart. We keep our heart with all diligence for all of it are the issues of life. How many of you know your heart is important? You know what the enemy wants to do? He wants to steal the word of God. We talked about this parable of the sower before about what, you know the cares of the world and the, the anxiety of the world and all the things coming against to steal that word out. What he wants you to begin to say. He's a legalist. If he can get you to say, What's contrary to what God's word says, he's got you. So we can't do that. Oh, you know, you know that scripture's right here, back here in Matthew 12. I, I'll just read it again. In Matthew 12, it talks about uh, Jesus is talking to this group here. Uh, and it says, he's saying a tree is known by its fruit. What's your fruit look like? Is it fruits of righteousness? Is it fruits of, of faithfulness? Or is it just... Uh, spoiled fruit. <laughs> but he talks about either make the tree good and its fruit good, or either make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. And he says to this group, brood of vipers. Now, I never want to hear that from Jesus. And of course, I don't believe we will. We were born again. But listen, if you're not saying the right thing, if you're not believing the right thing and saying the right thing, he might have those words to say. I don't think he will, but that's, that's my own interpretation of that. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why we need to guard our heart. I need to have a faithful heart, a heart that reverences God and his word. Amen? That's what we need to do. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. Well, what's that? Out of your heart is the abundance of your life, the issues of your life. And it says, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, every idle word that may, men may speak, they will be give account of 
in the day of judgment, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. See, that's what the enemy wants to do. That's why we need to be faithful. We need to have an established heart. One is solid and sound, not, not wishy-washy, up and down, like, like James talks about. We need to be strong in the Lord and the power, his might. Amen? Well, you know, I talked about seven major revelations in which every believer should be established in, in, in their heart. Well, one is the reality of redemption. You have to know that the word of God says that you're, you've been bought back and paid for by a price that Jesus, a price that you couldn't pay, amen? You could, he hung on a cross to die for our sins that so we might live for him now. And, and so we've been established in that. Uh, over in Hebrews 9, uh, 11 through 12, but Christ being, being come as a high priest of good things to come by greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. We've been bought back with a price. Doesn't that make you feel good tonight that, that there, we have a savior that thought so much of us, that loved us so much that he bought us back with his own blood? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Then we talked about the reality of the new birth. Now, this is really important really so vitally important. All these things are important. This is vital though, that you know this. If you're going to have a faithful heart and be established in, in uh, have an established heart and be faithful to the word of God, you got to know that you're a new creature in Christ. The reality of the new birth. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man or woman be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You know, uh, you might be th you might be thinking about the things of the past. You know, the enemy always likes to bring up what you did wrong in the past, your past sins. But you know what? We can't live there. No use to go back there. You can't live in regret. All you got to do is say, forgetting those things that lie behind, I press forward. This is the new person in Christ. Old things have passed away. All that's gone. You know, many people are held up by their past and, and because they won't ex experience, they haven't experienced that new birth and knowing that and even though they may have been born again, they're still living in the past and you cannot live in the past. I'm telling you that tonight. We've been redeemed and we're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Uh, uh, Colossians 1.18 says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead. Hallelujah. He's the head. We're the body. And listen, we're to act like the head. Quit acting like you can't separate the head from your, uh, your uh, body. <laughs> you can't. Well, this part is Mike up here, but I don't know what this part is down here. No, this is all Mike right here. My head and my body. Well, we're the body of Christ. Now we need to begin to act like it, know who we are in Christ. That's why we continually want to renew our mind, be in church at every opportunity, be praying, be in Bible studies, be whatever you can do to get your mind renewed, be in the word of God on a regular basis, be praying, be listening to other uh, spirit-filled uh, ministers of the gospel, amen? Not listening to somebody tell you you can't make it or you're, you're no good or any of that stuff. Or, or what God can't do, listen to the ones that tell you what God can and will do in your life. Amen? Amen. Then we talked about the reality of uh, righteousness, right standing and peace with God. I mean, you know, you got right standing and peace with God, not because of what you did, it's because of what Jesus did. Jesus is our peace. Amen? 
Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. You ought to tell yourself right now, I am the righteousness of God. Thank God for it. Thank you, Jesus, that I am righteous. Amen. So those are, those are three of the first things I think we talked about, and we're going to move on a little more. And uh, reality of being God indwelt. And, and, and 1 John 4, 4, it says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Listen, we got God living on the inside of us. Do you recognize that? Do you realize that? <laughs> you, you know, to have an established heart, you got to know that. Well, you don't see him. You know, I made that comment this morning in our, our small group about, uh, about uh, uh, never had a vision of Jesus like those five men did. I've never had a vision of Jesus, never saw him in the flesh. Neither probably you haven't, but yet I believe, amen? Because I what? I see him with my spiritual eyes. I see him through my heart, amen? That's where you need to see him too. And in reality of being in and dwelt, 2 Corinthians 6, 16, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. This is good news, amen? It's good news. This is why we need to be faithful to what he's called us to do and what the word of God says. You know, uh, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, brother so-and-so said this, that God doesn't do that anymore. And, and the gifts of the spirit, you know, they've all passed away with the early prophets and, and the disciples and, and they don't do that anymore. Well, that man would tell you, anyone that would tell you that would be a liar. Because let God be true and every man a liar. The gifts and callings are without repentance and they are still alive today. Hallelujah. We're living, every generation, has, has God has visited them with the word of God and people are born again, people are filled with the spirit and still operating in the power and the, of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So don't let people lie to you about that. So it says, being God indwelt. And as 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, what? Know you not? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Isn't that good news? I'm telling you, that's good news. Listen, we may not always act like God. <laughs> Sometimes we act like the devil. But you know what? There's good news. He forgives us if we ask him to. His blood covers us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness, amen? So we walk on. If you've made a mistake in your life, and I don't say mistake, or say you sinned, maybe that's a better word to say, you've sinned and you know it. Well, the best thing you can do is just say, Lord, forgive me. And you might have to go and tell somebody else you've uh, asked them for forgive you or something or make restitution. But the truth of the matter is, as soon as you say, God, I, I, I repent, I'm sorry, I, I I ask you for your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Guess what? Slate's clean. You're ready to go on. Amen? Ready to go on and do what God's called you to do. And so that's why it's important to know that God dwells inside of you. He isn't an outside God that's trying to get in. He's When you accept him, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing what, what God has made it so easy, but yet the enemy wants to make it so hard? <laughs> to be born again, all he says is believe in what I said in my word, that Christ died for, for me, a sinner, and, and he rose again the third day. Come into my heart and, and, and be my Lord. And he will. Wow, <laughs> he will. That's so amazing is that spirit world is so, uh, so 
real, so much re more real, I think, than the natural world because we're going to live in that world someday. Amen? So we got to know these things. Uh, the reality of uh, integrity of God's word. <laughs> the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God shall stand forever. Isaiah 40, verse 8. You know, the word of God is what we need to be faithful to because it's what gives us life. In his, word, in his uh, word, there's life and there's deliverance and there's help in his word. Amen? Amen. The Bible is not just a book. It's God's word. It's true. You know, it, it talks about the truth. Jesus said when he was praying in the high priest of prayer, he said, uh, 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 sanctify them with your word. Your word is truth. His word is truth. Amen. So we, we need to know that. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word go before that goeth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereunto I send it. What are you saying out of your mouth? Are you saying the word of God? Are you standing on the word and speaking the word of God? Or are you just letting anything roll out of your mind? You know, one thing about Americans, it seems like I've said this before, everybody has an opinion. It's always highly thought of by them. So we always got to get in our opinion. And a lot of times our opinion isn't right. Our opinion isn't right at all. Isn't truth, isn't the word. So what do we do? We can learn to shut up until we can say what God says what the word of God says, amen? Because that's what's important. It's what Jeremiah said. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. If you're speaking your, his word in, in obedience to what he says, he can perform what he said he would do, amen? Amen. Listen, this is good stuff, and we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know this day and this hour. We need to have a faithful heart not give up, not back up, not look about what's happened yesterday, last year, 10 years ago. Let, let the devil beat you up with that. Stand firm in what God has said. Have your heart established and be faithful. Have the faithful heart to do what he said to do. And you'll be, it'll be well with you and it'll be well with those around you. You'll be a blessing. You know, we say that often. I got it right here in my office. Blessed to be a blessing. We are truly that. Think of yourself as a blessing, but you can only be a blessing when you have a faithful heart to the things of God. Amen? Amen. Let's pray before I get off here. My time is winding down. Father, we thank you so much that you're, oh, you're such a good God. You're still doing wonderful things. Help us to keep our mind stayed upon you. There's a lot of voices in the world today. Let us hear your voice. Let us be stayed upon your word. Stand on your word. Be firm in your word and, and see the blessings of God overtake us and help us to, to give to others as you've given to us. What a blessing it is to know you. I pray for anyone out there tonight that doesn't know you, that they would come to know you just as I said earlier. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And Lord, I thank you for the ones that may be going through things that need help in any area. Help them to look into this word and get the word of God and put the word of God out of their mouth, speaking what you said about their situation and see it come to pass. We thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy towards us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Been good to be here tonight. I hope you have a blessed evening and a wonderful week. Amen. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, 
check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.